0: i
1: Yo, 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 welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony donardo With me we got Jim Rosati. Jim, good morning.
0: Happy Monday. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. Pirates coming Thank off you. another series of victory. So it's feeling pretty good.
1: It's a good time to be a pirates fan. It's a good time to talk about the pirates.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. And it's um, you know, it's not like doom and gloom stuff, like it's been the past couple of years, so Right. Yeah, it's been fun. You know what? It's it was a fun April.
1: We legit got through the entire month of April. It is May first right now. Yeah. The Pirates. I mean, first off, have twenty wins. They're twenty and nine, and and like you said, there's a lot of good things to talk about. At this point last year, I think we are already tied. Well, actually, at this point last year, I think we just started doing post game shows. What a nightmare Which that was. It was a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible idea. <laughs> but yeah, fast forward a year later and uh these these are great. These are talking about the Pirates is a really good and fun thing to do.
0: Yep. Um I mean 20 it's a trendy 20 thing victories. to do now. Yeah, 20 victories in April. Um the they've they're coming off what now, Donardo? four straight series wins to end the yeah. month. Um, so yeah, a lot of exciting stuff happening. Uh, people should be, people should be looking forward to this coming month. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, exciting games kind of right on the docket here too, as we, as we turn the calendar over to May. Yeah, for sure. Like
1: there's, we got through April. Of course, a lot of talk was, well, who do they play? And again, you know, the good teams, well, this is what they do. They beat up on the bad teams and Jim, they, they sure as hell beat up on them quite a bit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't. You can only play who you're scheduled against, and uh, the Pirates beat them all for the most part. Right. Um, which, you know, you can you can say as much as you want about they haven't played anybody, and I don't I don't necessarily think that's entirely true. Um, but the teams that they've played, they've beat, and they've won more games than any other team in the National League. Right. For sure.
1: So again, good stuff. Good stuff and uh i think we should talk we got some things on the the docket today we have we're going to talk a little about the bullpen in a positive way (laughs) maybe we're going to talk about uh our prospects again we're using the show to talk prospects and then we will talk about this upcoming raise series which as you mentioned will be a big one so i guess let's get into our first shot of the day So, Jimothy, we've discussed that the one weakness in this Pirates team right now has probably been the bullpen. The offense is there. The starting pitching has certainly been there, right? We talked about the run of quality starts they've had. We've talked about the amount of wins they've had, which at this point last year, there was still not one starting pitcher win. But the bullpen has kind of been masked. It's been masked because the starting pitching has been so good holy hell
0: my, my my dogs chase i don't know what's going on they're so hyper this morning my dog's just chasing my cat around the house
1: they got the bucko fever
0: man it's, <laughs> they it's do. They do. I don't, they're 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 in, a, they're in a mood this morning
1: <laughs> <laughs> bring them on the show let's talk the bullpen with them but right, oh there they are yeah. see they're coming on the show now but for real, you know, as we were talking, the starting pitching has really helped mask them. They've gotten them to David Bednar and Horderman, which has been like the high point. But I want to talk, well, first off, let's talk and give David Bednar like his flowers right now cuz we kind of gloss over him at every start. But let's also talk a little bit about this depth. If you squint hard enough, if you feel like there's something there.
0: Yeah, let's uh let's definitely start with David Bednar. Um he was just simply outstanding uh, for the month of April, 13 appearances, nine saves, 13 innings. So he just went one inning every, every appearance, Uh, 17 strikeouts. He's got a 0.69 earned run average. And then also a nice 0.69 whip to go along with it. You look at his baseball savant page and it's just nothing but red everywhere you know his his percentile rankings all in red um he is basically i mean you could make an argument right now that he's the best closer in the national league you can yeah. make an argument he's the best closer in baseball i don't so know if, like, i don't know if that's necessarily true but like the you numbers make- are there that you could make the argument for Absolutely. sure
1: for sure. Like you said, he has been, he's nuts. It's just absolutely nuts what he's doing right now. You kind of came in wondering and worried after last year, how David Bednar would look, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of spring. There's a lot of WBC. He was part of, he looks better than ever right now. It's unbelievable. He comes in game over.
0: Yeah. I mean, just on the pirate staff alone, he leads the team in war. Um, I want to say he actually leads all relief pitchers in baseball in war. And, yes, he does. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like just the guy's been absolutely incredible. Um, he's walking less than a batter per nine innings. He's striking out people at a excellent clip. Uh, you mention it all the time, his fastball, you know, if you want to kind of get into that. But it is, it is – it's basically been unhittable, you know, up to this point in the season. The guy, it's nice to see because I think he was definitely a question mark going into the year. You know, you you kind of saw him break down a little bit last year. He got hurt. He did the World Baseball Classic thing. So we didn't really see him a whole lot in spring training. And I think he only got in a couple games there in the WBC. So it was like, okay, well, what's, you know, what David Bednar are we going to see? Are we going to see the dominant David Bednar? Are we going to see the, the okay one? Are we going to see the one that doesn't really look that good? Uh, and we are seeing the dominant David Bednar right now. And it's just every time he goes in the game, it's a complete, it's just on lockdown. Like there's, he's not even allowing base runners. Like it's just one, oh. two, three, ninth inning every time.
1: And I feel like when he is, it's, it's some stupid bloop. You know, it's, it's some very, yeah. very light hitted contact, some bloop that goes out there and, uh, there's a base runner. Yeah. It's, it's unreal and like you were saying, getting back to the actual pitches, the 24th best pitch in baseball is four-seamer. It's ranked at negative five runs, which again, negative is good. The best pitch in baseball is Garrett Cole's four-seamer at negative ten. Garrett Cole's thrown it 333 times. David Bednar has thrown it 101. <laughs> to also put that in perspective. Like, if he would have, if he continues his pace and threw it as much as Garrett Cole, you would figure it'd be valued at, like, negative 15 runs. That's what I'm getting at, right? So, like, that's how good this has been. Um,
0: yeah, it's, the, it's technically it's the fourth best fastball in baseball. Yes, yes, you took my next point. But, yeah, yeah
1: it, it is. It's the fourth best four-seam. Um, and this is, like, listen, this is the batting average. Like, this is the splash. He parked in .038 against his four-seamer. This is the four seamer. This isn't a slider. This isn't a curveball, right? This is a four seam fastball. 0.038 batting average, 0.077 slugging. That's ridiculous.
0: That is ridiculous, and the expected stats really aren't too far off that. So it's it's one of those deals where like, yeah, he's getting really, really good results, but then you know you look at the the you know the batted ball numbers, and it's like it's it's legit. Like the fastball is legit. Um, from what I can tell, he's the only pitcher on this entire list from these top twenty guys on here where the expected batting average of his fastball is below hundred. Um, so, uh, yeah, the guy's just absolutely dominant right now. Um, he's His name deserves to be right up there with any closer in baseball.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, like, the next point I want to get to this, too, is he throws the fastball almost 60% of the time. Again, he is just dominating hitters right now. He is throwing a fastball and no one can touch it. And he's saying, and I'm going to throw you another fastball, and I know you're not going to touch it. And they can't. They cannot. And it's like, again, like it's crazy. Like his other stuff is also good. Like his curveball is good. His split finger by the numbers are, you know, it's whatever. But he throws it only 15% of the time. Like his curveball is also really good. But his fastball just dominates hitters. And like they know it's coming. Like this, this is where we're at again. This is, the Pirates seem to always find some dominant closer, even in the bad years. And David Bednar kind of proved that last year, of course. His usage, I feel like, made him kind of fall apart later, and that's why he didn't have the greatest season. But he's coming in here, like you said, the biggest takeaway, too, is one inning every outing. Yes, he's thrown 13 innings, but he's been 13 games. Not coming here, going two, going three, right? We don't need this stupid usage of David Bednar. Like he's in the role he needs to be in, and he is completely dominating in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been called upon once to do one of those four, five, six, seven out saves, right? Like we saw the past couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, he's they're they're pitching him an inning at a time. They're giving him the rest that he needs, and when he's coming in, just. Overpowering
1: hitters. 42% whiff rate on his four seam, 40% whiff rate on the curveball, 53% on the split finger. <laughs> no one can literally touch David Bednar right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, I, mean, the exit it's, ve- it's, I mean, this is ridiculous. It, and when they do make contact, average exit velocity is 84.3%, which puts him. In the ninety-fifth percentile among pitches when it comes to you know average exit velocity. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just been it, it's really nice to see because, like I said, he, he was definitely a guy coming in where I don't think you were like worried, worried, but you were like, is David Bednar really good or is he just good, like just a guy? So far, he's been really good. Right.
1: So let's spin this. So, of course, we know how good David Bednar is. But, again, he's part of that bullpen. And we talked the bullpen. just needs to get to Horderman. needs to get to Bednar. You're not going to have that consistently through a whole year to be successful. You're going to have to have some depth. You're going to have to have some other guys pitch to give you some quality innings and such. So let's talk about the rest. I talked a little bit about Jose Hernandez and Robert Stevenson yesterday on the post game. Just because my take on this is, if you squint, you don't have to squint that hard anymore, I feel like. If you squint hard enough, you're starting to see some quality pitchers in this bullpen now. Again, we already talked about those two, but who's there to help bridge the gap? Jose Hernandez is pitching very, very well. 11.2 innings, uh, .077 ERA. I'm not saying he's untouchable like David Bednar by any means, but only eight hits, I believe, right? 11 strikeouts, one walk. He looks good. Not just like, I'm a rule five lefty. Let me be put in good situations that are, you know, in benefit of me. Let me hide, you know, let's, let's hide Jose Hernandez. He's been put into more situations lately that are higher leverage and he's getting the job done the job
0: done well. Yeah. I mean, he, he looks like he belongs you know that's that's kind of the big thing, and and that's not always the case with Rule Five picks. You know the Pirates have had multiple Rule Five picks over the last few decades I can remember, and yeah, like they were they were on the roster because they wanted to keep them down the road. Like that was that was kind of the plan, right? I, I like Don, Donnie Veal kind of comes to mind where it's like they they drafted that guy, you know, huge stuff, projectable. And they couldn't get him into baseball games because he just simply wasn't good enough, but they had to figure out a way to keep him on the roster the entire year. This doesn't seem to be the case with Jose Hernandez. I mean, one, he's the only lefty left in that bullpen after his distress goes down. So right. uh, he's kind of forced to, 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 to have to be long. Um, like they they have to use him because there's no other lefty options in there. Also just to interject here.
1: Will Crow on the 60-day DL. We talk about his reverse splits, even though he's not a lefty, he fares well. Like he's on the 60-day IL too, so he's
0: gone. Yeah. So like Hernandez is the guy, and uh the stuff looks good. I was a little concerned, you know, after spring training, because he got shelled pretty hard mm-hmm. during spring. But we haven't seen that since he's uh, come in. Yeah, I mean he's he's already pitched 11 and two thirds innings, he's given up just one run. Uh, the guy absolutely is uh, is showing like he belongs, and the biggest part of it is he's throwing strikes. You know, he's throwing strikes. The stuff is good enough that because he's throwing strikes, he's getting outs. That's that's kind of the key there, and I think that's kind of the kind of what we want to look at going forward with him is just can he continue to throw strikes? Uh, because I think as long as he's going to do that, that limits the amount of base runners, just makes things a whole lot easier. Because that was always his it wasn't necessarily an issue in the minors, but you know, the strikeout numbers were always there, but the walks, you know, just looking back last year, over four walks per nine in double A, over five walks per nine in high A the year before. So he's now gotten that number down significantly, and it's making a difference. Right. You're correct.
1: That's the biggest takeaway in my mind, too. Eleven strikeouts, one walk. This is your typical like back, thinking back to the day, like Neil Huntington, right? This is your project reliever that you're going to bring in who just walks everyone. And Neil Huntington brings him in, and it's like that's that's gone now. That's what's yeah. happening right now. He's not walking anybody. Um, like he's had stuff, but that was a big issue, and the home runs was a big issue too, especially last year. All that's yeah. gone. I'm not saying it's eliminated and won't come back, but so far what we see, that's what's fixed, and that's what's helping him become this good pitcher right now. So, again, like everything that I see right now, so far I'm looking at Jose Hernandez like, you know what, you're not just this rule five, I need to hide you, lefty. He looks like he could be a big part of his bullpen now. And let's get him into some sixth, seventh inning situations, you know. So that's why I'm looking at him right now and saying, okay, he's adding some depth maybe to his bullpen. The next guy is Robert Stevenson. He's coming off the IL. I know it's an even smaller sample for him, but so far what you're seeing from Robert Stevenson, In his eight points, no, I'm sorry, his six innings so far uh, in eight games, a zero ERA, right, the FIPS 188, but he looks good too. And if we're talking about pitches, right, his slider is up there already. It's already valued at negative four runs. His slider is, I don't want, okay, the way I'm kind of looking at Stevenson and and I'm not going to say back me up on this. But Stevenson's reminding me of good Kyle Crick, if that makes sense. Now, the slider's maybe not as deadly as Kyle doesn't, Crick. We doesn't saw, move like, quite that as much. Was, yeah. Yeah, that was a weapon. You know, I mean, his spin rate's 2970 on it. It's, Kyle Crick's like 33, 3400 at times. Um, but very, very slider heavy. So in at 76% of the time, his four seamer only 20, you know, but it's, it's heavy, heavy slider. But that slider's so good that guys just can't simply hit it so far. Um, I'm looking at Stevenson yeah. two and thinking, like, you know what? I think he's good.
0: Well, the slider is good, and it, it's not something like that. That's not new this year. Like the slider has right. always been good his entire career. So uh, the fact that he's just he's just throwing it more now. So like he's and I think that's what we're seeing with a lot of guys on this pitching staff is. They're throwing their best pitch the most. And it's, 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 we talked about this last year with a few people. Um, It's just this crazy concept where, hey, do what you do well. And, And what Stevenson does well is his slider. You know, what Bednar does well is his fastball. So like what, what, what your strength is as a pitcher, lean on it. And yeah. uh, and they're doing that really across the entire pitching staff. Like I said, that slider is his best pitch. So what's he doing? He's throwing it 76% of the time. <laughs> yes. You throw your best pitch that often, and it doesn't really matter. Like if it's a if it's a good pitch and you throw it that much, you're gonna get good results. Like especially if it's simple. like you said a good pitch. Yeah. And this one's really good. And, and so you're seeing that really across the pitching staff, you know, ben, you're, you're seeing it with like Velasquez and his slider. You're seeing it with Oviedo and his slider. You're seeing it with Bednar in his fastball. You're seeing it with 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 Stevenson and his slider. So like all these guys Run-D. who have, yeah, uh, Roman too in his and his slider. So you're seeing this with these pitchers who have a weapon. They are utilizing those weapons, and they're utilizing as often as they can. And it's, it's producing good results across the board, really. So as we wrap this up, bullpen, good? I'm not ready to, like, say that because the bullpen still is being helped a ton by the starting pitching. The fact that everybody is pitching when they're supposed to, they're not being overworked. I'm curious, like I mean, if the, if the starting pitching is able to to keep up and and pitch innings, you know, that's that's kind of the big thing right now. If the starting pitching can go six innings every day, then then yeah, the bullpen's good. Every bullpen's going to be good if that's the case. Uh, when when we see really how good it is, is you know, when games like yesterday happen, and when games like yesterday are going to happen, like pitchers are going to not be able to get out of the third inning the difference now is you know the pirates that's happening like once every 3 weeks right now um when that starts happening like once a week you know how how does that affect the bullpen right sure. and cuz that that is going to happen once a week like it just happens like starting pitchers have bad outings no matter how many good ones you have so when that becomes a more not necessarily a consistent thing but a a thing that happens every now and then is this bullpen going to be able to to hold up and and so i'm not ready to i'm not ready to like slap the good label on this bullpen but um they they are being called upon in the spots that they are being called upon right now and it's just working out perfect completely fair let's move on to our,
1: our double shot next we'll talk a little bit about the prospects When I say the prospects, I want to talk Henry Davis, Jim, because he is absolutely obliterating the baseball right now. And I'm ready for my boy and your boy, Henry Davis, to get to the majors as soon as possible because, man, oh,
0: man, am I getting excited right now? Yeah. I mean, they've got him in double A. And I think he, I mean, he's clearly showing that he's ready for triple A, right? They have him separated from Indy just because they want both catching as often as possible. But yeah, we talked about Henry Davis last week and we're talking about Henry Davis again. The guy continues to crush the ball in double A. He's walking over 20% of the time. He now has six home runs in his 16 games down there in Altoona. Um, he's got a 206 weighted runs created plus, 273 batting average, 452 wow. on base percentage, and a 655 slugging percentage. He looks the best that he's looked ever since the Pirates drafted him. And Yeah, I don't I know they want to do this whole like catcher, like they want both catching as often as possible. I don't know how long you can keep Davis in double A. Because like at this point, I know the catching part is important, but like he's just beating up on these pitchers, like just teeing off on them.
1: That's just the thing. There's he's not challenged at all. Like there's no way he can be at this point. That's just where we're at. And again, when you look at Henry Davis last year, the numbers weren't there. But the guy didn't have a wrist or a hand like for pretty much all the year. You know, like if you didn't look at that and factor that in, like what were you doing? Right. So now that he's fully healthy, his bat is like his calling card, if anything. You know, you talk about the defense and where's he going to be? There's definitely questions there, but the bat was always his calling card. And now that he's in double A, he's showing like this, this is easy. So, like, just what you're talking about is right. Like, you want to see him in triple A to start getting challenged because if he's doing this right now in double A. And again, we talk about, and Ben Charrington has talked about what double A is. You're close to the majors. So let's get in the triple A, get some challenging pitchers, you know, to be faced against, and let's get them to the majors soon. Because if this team's twenty and nine right now and they go through May and they come out of May looking pretty good, it might be Henry and Endy. It could be Hendy
0: season, Jim. And that's, I think, I think that's what's worth getting excited about right now. Is this team at the major league level is looking pretty good, and you've got two guys who are legit down there, and they both seem to be ready. Like Andy, Andy's coming off the injury, but he's you know he he's he's now back in the line of DHing until he can catch later on this week. But both of them are hitting. Both of them are hitting very well. <clears throat> both of them again, they're they're major league ready, and they're both good bats. So like they're, they're, they're guys who can help this team. I wasn't sure if Henry Davis was going to really be called up at all this year. Um, you know, I, I thought he could maybe, maybe take advantage of like a a finally a full season of being healthy and, and, and develop a little bit, but like the guy's crushing the ball. (laughs) Like you, you can't just like, if he's doing this still a month from now, you can't just like, you can't ignore it. You've got to be like, okay, we've got this number one overall pick that we invested into uh now's the time to use them right you're
1: 100 correct man like i don't want to say this is overreaction to what's happening but he's doing exactly everything that he's done well throughout college and then as a pro to the point of being injured so like this this isn't like it's not like it's shocking that he's doing this it's not like okay i'm not gonna believe this right now let's let's give him some more time down there he's doing what he's done all year oh, i'm sorry all his career until getting injured so now that he's back to where he was he should be in triple a by now you know like it was the injury that held him back so this isn't just like okay you know it's been a, a hot 16 games he needs to stay down there still season some more or whatever no no this is the henry davis you expected let's get in the triple a and like you're saying you kind of thought, like, you know, this is the way the roster was. Everything's shaking out. Andy's going to come up. He's going to be first dibs. So Henry's going to stay down probably. I want them both up here like right away now. Yeah. Same time. Yeah. Same time because Andy's injury kind of held him back a little bit. So give him like this next month to get back to it. Get Henry Davis some at bats and let's get him up here at like the same day. Let's have the, the, uh, the was, was it Bly and so- O'Neill that came up together?
0: Yeah, have it be Hendy day.
1: Yeah, have it be Hendy day. Have them both come up here and just like every, each of them is like, "No, it's it's his day. No, it's his day, right?" And just have a big thing of it, and like this team, if they're still doing this in May, mm-hmm. that tells me this is legit.
0: Yeah, I mean the the only I mean the the only problem you have now is like where do you put all these guys too, and it's <laughs> you know you can only put one of them catch catcher. <laughs> Uh in, in Milan, <laughs> too
1: many wins, Jim.
0: <laughs> it, it's like We're you, know, you only put, <laughs> yeah, you only put one of them a catcher. There's definitely room for for both of them. Um but yeah, it's it's exciting. And we go, I, I just want to go back to this. Like I think you gotta treat Henry Davis a little bit different than other prospects. And and the reason like is the pedigree. Like he's he is a number one overall draft pick. He was a number one overall draft pick for a reason. You drafted him out of out of college, so you kind of expected him. Like that bat doesn't really need a whole lot of seasoning. He, he played ACC baseball for three years. The ACC is, you know, at the top, if not, you know, it's SEC, ACC, one, two, when it comes to you know talent in in, in college baseball. So, you know, he he played good talent, you know, when he was was in college. Uh, he beat up high A pitching when they put him there. Uh, he got hurt when he moved to double A and now you're seeing him healthy in double A and he's just mashing the ball. So yeah, Henry Davis. Um, I don't think he necessarily needs a lot of time to, to cook down there. Like he, this bat, it, it the bat was basically major league ready the day they drafted him. The thing that needed developed was his defense game calling, things like that. And now we're seeing the bats, the bats ready, like the bats there. And when you're, when you're doing this in double A, AA, like double A's double A's not triple A double A's not the major leagues, but You know, you're not facing scrubs in double A and he's just teeing off on them. I I I don't know if you know they're they're gonna call him up, you know, in the next month or so, but he's 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 on track right now to be with this club in you know early summer and hopefully can contribute in a pretty big way because the power, the power is legit, and it's something that we talked about on draft day, it's something we've talked about since. He has major league power, so that's a useful tool. <laughs> the Pirates could use a big power bat from the right side, and uh, hopefully he can be the guy to provide that. Right. Absolutely. And just like
1: – I don't know, man. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We we know how, how good Andy Davis – Andy Rodriguez is. Um, so him getting back – to game action right now. He should be catching next week. Uh, so that's very good news from him. So, right, like he was we were talking he should be up here from day one to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, you figure he's gonna be coming up mid-June, like you talk about early summer. And the way Henry Davis is playing right now, that timetable looks about the same. So it's gonna be really, really cool stuff. And like the other thing, too, like this let's dismiss I mean, the guy just you talk about the power, but he doesn't strike out a ton, only 20.5% strikeout rate, which is the same as his walk rate right now. Mm-hmm. He is Juan Soto. If you want to, you know, keep putting tags on people like Jack Sawinski, <laughs> Henry Davis is also Juan Soto right now.
0: Yeah, Henry Davis I think is older than Juan Soto too. <laughs> so right. now nah, he's not. Soto's one year older than Henry Davis. That's right. but that's another thing too. Like Henry Davis isn't some twenty-one year old guy in Double A that like you need you need time. Like he's twenty-three. He's getting. He's he's there like for sure. The guys, the guy's there.
1: Um, just one more prospect, we don't have to talk too deep on him. But I just want to recognize too he was the pitcher of the month, Luis Ortiz. You know, with the pitchers going down, Michael Burrows officially under the knife getting Tommy John. So, what we pretty much feared to be the worst is happening. He's going to be at all out all year. So, like these reinforcements for starting pitches, which by the way, right now with Vince Valesquez, I mean, do you really need him? We're talking about where do Henry and Andy fit on this team because there's too many good players. And it's like, well, where does Luis Ortiz fit this team right now? Anyways, uh, I'm sure they can find one. Right, injuries will happen, but with Burroughs out and Priester pitching, kind of iffy, Luis Ortiz is looking really good. So that's good to hear. So again, he was the pitcher of the month. Um, he's got a two four five ERA in 29.1 innings.
0: Cool, yeah, cool. Ex- excellent April. And I think I mentioned it last week. And you know, when I, I was I was able to see him in person. Um, when they came to Louisville and the guy was untouchable. Like he he threw four no-hit innings um <clears throat> before before Louisville finally got a hit against him. Um yeah, he he is looking very good. And you mentioned finding a spot for him, probably not gonna be too difficult. You're just gonna have attrition throughout the course of a season when it comes to your starting rotation. Right now, everybody seems to be performing pretty good, uh, but you know. The odds of everybody staying healthy for an entire year are extremely low. So I'm sure we'll be seeing Luis Ortiz at some point. There is the whole service time thing with him. But as of right now, like you mentioned with those other injuries, if we're talking about starting pitching depth, like he's he's the next guy up. There's not really anyone else on that 40 man that you could really rely on other than him. Yep. Agree.
1: All right. We want to wrap up and go to our third shot. Let's do that. Yep. Our triple shot. Let's talk about the race series coming up. Yeah. The series of the century, Jim. May 2nd, Rays, the Pirates, be there. The top two teams hashing it out in baseball because it's exactly what everyone thought coming into this year.
0: Yeah, and you know what? This is going to be probably the biggest test that Pirates pitching has faced. Um, the entire Rays lineup, top to bottom, is just crushing the ball. <laughs> uh, I mean, this this team's so good. Um, I, I think we all expected the Rays to be good this year, but they are the best team in baseball. And I don't really know if you could make an argument for like anyone else at this point uh, I mean, the Pirates, again, we've been playing, the Pirates have been playing really, really well, but they haven't been playing as good as the Rays. The Rays are 23-6. and six. They're winning almost 80% of their games currently. Uh, they the, the pitching is good, but the, the offense is really what's been super impressive uh, with them. It's going to be a test. It's going to be a big test.
1: Pirates offense.
0: Now, mind you, hold
1: on to something when I say this. Are you holding on to something, people? All right, the Pirates' offense is the fourth best offense in baseball. Put that into perspective. We are talking about the twenty twenty three Pittsburgh Pirates, the fourth best offense. You know what their weighted run created plus is? One fourteen. They are fourteen percent better than the average baseball. Third best is the Cubs, a one seventeen weighted runs created plus. The second best offensive baseball, the Texas Rangers, at a 119, they're 19% better than average. You know who the number one team is? It's the yeah. Rays. So what are they? 120, 122, 124. There are 148 weighted runs created plus 48% better than average. And the number two baseball team is 19%. That's how much better they are than everybody else offensively. Well,
0: when you look at like the, I mean, just their position player war right now, too, is essentially doubled anyone else. Like they are twice as good from a a position player standpoint than everybody else. The Pirates position players combined for 5.5 war, 5.5. Right. The Rays combined for 10.9. It's literally double. Like, Everybody the has at least a war. <laughs> the, the team's so good. It's so good. Um, Which, and and I mean, mind you, six players do have at least one war. Up and down the lineup. Yeah, like we talked about Jack Sawinski kind of leading this team. This The Rays have three Jack Sawinskis right now. Um, Wander Franco, Randy Rosarina, Josh Lau, all playing better than Jack Sawinski. So that's kind of what we're up against um Taylor Walls having an excellent season Yandi Diaz excellent season Brandon Lowe like top to bottom just an excellent um Josh Lowe Brandon Low, I get those confused yeah. all the time um so dumb but right <laughs> and then you've got like you've got ex-buckos on this team too where like it's like what are these guys doing Harold Ramirez all of a sudden is like the He's 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 Harold Ramirez is playing better than Connor Joe. The Harold Ramirez we gave Toronto in the in the the Francisco Liriano trade like six years ago.
1: Forget <laughs> Connor Joe, like Harold Ramirez is playing better than Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like and then you've got Christian Bethencourt, who was an Indianapolis Indians catcher like four years ago. He was like the third, there's like the backup catcher in Indianapolis. Right. The dude starting for the Rays, the best team in the league. And he's raking. <laughs> so it's like these guys, they're, they're all clicking. Um, it is funny though, seeing like the big difference in pitching strategies, the Rays lead the majors in innings pitched by, by relievers. So, you know, they, they're doing things in a completely different way than the pirates are. They're leaning heavy on those, on those pull pen arms, which is also very good. <laughs> They've got a very good bullpen. Uh, but The offense is going to be, like I said, this is going to be a big, big test for this pitching staff because up and down this line, like, you, there are no, there are no weaknesses in this Rays lineup. Like, there are none. Every single batter that they're going to face in this series is good. One through nine.
1: Let's talk about the Pirates' offense, right? It's definitely improved. There's some power there, right? I mean, the Pirates hitting some home runs this year. Jack Sawinski, Andrew McCutcheon, Brian Reynolds all have five or more home runs. Eight, Tampa Bay Rays have eight, I'm sorry, have f- at least five home runs. Eight, like you said, up and down the lineup, one, two, eight, have five or more home runs. They lead the majors in home runs at a ridiculous rate. They have 61 in 29 games. Two home runs a game is happening for this team it's incredible how good they are. And just like you said, the names and like 90% of our listeners right now are saying who <laughs> the only one they recognize, I think is probably <laughs> Wander. You, know,
0: you, got, you got Wander. Oh, A Premieres yeah, because of the trade part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, up and down, like, I mean, Wander, Wander, this is, this is Wander's breakout here. Like I, I, the dude is, is the dude's probably going to be an MVP candidate. He's 22 years old. We've all heard about Wander for, for years now. He has finally kind of, I mean, he got to the majors at age 20, right? And then, you know, he was always good. The defense helped him out a lot. Like, he was a good hitter. But now you're seeing, like, the Wander that scouts just drooled over for years. He's right. He's very good. Uh, Randy Rosarena, you all know him just from postseason play. Like, the guy's exciting, and he's playing extremely well right now. Uh, just yeah, up up and down. Uh, like this this team, it's you know you mentioned the home runs, but then also like they're they're just hitting in other ways. Six six people are hitting over three hundred, and we're not talking about six people hitting over three hundred with like you know twenty at bats or anything. Like six qualified hitters over three hundred. Like this team's just mashing the ball.
1: Yeah, it's gonna so, be a fun series. Yeah, <laughs> huge test for the Pirates coming up, and like I want to see it. That's the thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You want to you want to face good teams if you're a good team and this is it so let's like let's really find out what the pirates team is all about that's what this series is going to present and yeah like it's they're just going to mash so huge test for the pitching right now too how good is this starting
0: pitching and we talk about the bullpen how good is this bullpen going to be Big test for the pitching, but it lines up well for the Pirates. They've got, you know, Rowanzi Contreras going game one, Mitch Keller going game two, and the red hot Vince Velasquez going game three. He puts his 18 scoreless inning streak to the test. It should be fun. It should be a fun series. If the I mean, the only one thing I want to say is like if the Pirates lose two out of three, guys, it's fine. <laughs> like yeah. this is a this is like a really, really good Tampa Bay Rays baseball team. The Pirates literally won't play anybody this good maybe for the rest of the year. Like that's, that's how good they are. Um, So especially at this point, if they can take two out of three though, from the Rays, then that's going to open like eyes are already open around major league baseball, but I still think, you know, people aren't really taking this team all that seriously. You take two out of three against the Rays in Tampa, people are going to start noticing
1: so if you take 2 out of 3, 1800
0: buy bucks. Get your World Series tickets now.
1: Is what you're saying.
0: Start saving up, you know, mark your Start calendars. Mark your calendars, you know, block out the month of October. Yeah, because because we got the October coming. <laughs> it's coming, baby. <laughs> Catch that fever. I'm excited.
1: So before we going to wrap up before we leave though, the people need to know is Jim Rossi going to be at the game?
0: Uh, you know what? It's probably it's probably like a less than 50-50 chance right now. Okay. It's going to be a game time decision. I might just hop on a plane Tuesday and, and be there. You never know. You I may just hop on a plane or. and do it. And then, yeah, what if – I might just show up. I don't know. I haven't decided.
1: But people need to know so we can understand the Pirates are going to win or not. Because if you're there, it's it's over. I'm not even watching. I'm not going to do a post-game. I'm going to pre-record one and just play it. The Pirates were terrible. <laughs> the Rays won. Game over. All right. Good, good, good. Let's get this series coming. I'm excited. It sucks as a day off today because I want to watch this team play the Rays now. But we will catch you guys tomorrow. With that said, Cody will be streaming his MLB the show during the day. We, of course, will have the game at night. So we'll have the post-game afterwards. Um, and I believe part two of our vlog is coming out today. So if you saw part one, catch part two today. And if you haven't seen part one, catch both of them today. Give yourself a little vlog double header. Boom. There we go. Boom. All right, let's get out of here. Everyone, appreciate you guys for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Have a good week,
0: guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can. uh, And we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot. But if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go, Bucks.